Welcome back, dude and dudettes, to another wild episode of Send It, Mate. We're here to talk about all things hunting and outdoors, and today we've got something that'll keep your gear running smoother than a dingo's getaway. That's right, our show is brought to you by High Calibre, the gun and knife hole company that knows how to keep your firearms and blades in tip-top shape. High Calibre is like the secret sauce for hunters, anglers and outdoorsy folk everywhere. It's like the magic potion that makes your gun and knives happier than a dog with two tails. You know, guys, I've been using high-caliber oil for a while now, and let me tell you, it's the duck's nuts. My rifle practically sings a lullaby when I take it out hunting. And speaking of lullabies, ever tried sneaking up on a deer with a squeaky gun? It's a prime way to end up with no venison in the freezer. You'll be hungrier than a vegan at a bacon festival. Absolutely. But with high-caliber oil, your gun will be quieter than a ninja in moonlight. You'll be stalking your prey with the grace and stealth of a mountain lion. High Calibre doesn't just keep things quiet, it also prevents rust and corrosion, so you won't find your gear looking like it's spent a season at the bottom of a creek. That's right, and for you knife enthusiasts out there, High Calibre has got you covered too. Your trusty blade will slice through anything smoother than butter on a hot biscuit. So folks, don't let your gear become a rusty squeaky mess. Head on over to highcalibre.com.au and grab a bottle of their oil today. And if you use the code SENDITMATE at checkout, you'll get a special discount. I say again, use the code SENDITMATE for all your oil slick, stealthy hunting needs. Thanks to High Calibre, you'll be sending it in style and silence. So, gear up, oil up, and send it, mate. High Calibre, the ultimate oil for the ultimate hunter. I expressly forbid you from saying the C word tonight. Wow. We just agreed that we would not be dropping any C-bombs. I literally just said, let's be less cunty this week, and you've fucking gone yeah. straight for it. Yeah. Look, you know, you, you don't owe me. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. Oh, We've had no complaints as yet, so. Well, this is true. This I'll, is I'll an adult fucking podcast. That's there is an explicit is, do warning. A, do we have a rating? Explicit. Oh, so we're like R18. Yeah. R18, just there is explicit words used. So if we create video content, does that mean we're technically in an adult film? <laughs> an adult entertainment? Depends. If we well, reenacted some of the stuff we spoke about, it might be. Well, we've completely bypassed our intro. So for those that are just tuning in, I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm Caleb. And I am Ryan. And we are Send It Mate Podcast. <laughs> you! I'm, I'm going to just ask uh, both of you something. Has this been as easy as what you thought? Fuck no. This being what? The podcast. Because <clears throat> behind the scenes, one day we'll get around to filming behind the scenes. and oh, <laughs> That's going to be like. <laughs> there's so much things that need to be done, though. I didn't realise what it entailed. Yeah, man. Just and, like, I mean, I do because I do ninety percent of them. But anyway, well, you, well, yeah, you do. You do an amazing job. <laughs> I work editing very hard at being them. very funny um, <laughs> and failing miserably. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of like pre-thought that goes involved in planning and getting guests on, and then you know actually researching our topics or what you're going to say or coming up with a 
you know, something that you're going to gonna say. I, I, I think that, um, I don't know, that effort versus reward is definitely, you know, we don't do it for any monetary value or anything like that. We do it because we love it and want to create you know, communities and whatnot. But I didn't even think about what it would entail when we started this. I don't think anyone I was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's yeah. do that. That sounds like a yeah. great idea. We just wanted to get have an excuse to get pissed together every week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the minimum, that's, that's what, what we're achieving. Into. So, yeah. <laughs> I, it seems to be working. So, we're achieving something. We are. I'm worried. We're, <laughs> on the 19, we're on the 19 crimes again. Last time that happened, the podcast was. It was. Got, things got a little bit shaky. No, I listened to it the it other heated. day. It was pretty good. Which one? Uh, last week's episode. We I brought out. 19 crimes last week. No, that wasn't. No. We definitely did not drink 19 crimes last week. Yeah, brought 19 crimes last week. Oh, no, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, I did. No, I'm referring to the one where we had three bottles of 19 crimes. Oh, oh. We've got two and then three bottles of port. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're actually sort of mixed batch today. Tim, my brother-in-law, drink was surprised about how much we drink. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing considering he's a doctor. We drink probably too much. Uh, I think it, we Is there too much? We drink an Australian amount. We all have a pretty like. good tolerance, so you know, like you know it does I'd, take a fair bit to get us on our way. You know what I like to do? <laughs> Drink responsibly. Like, no, yeah. get a, a international guest, like someone from the states, and just be like, "Oh, yeah. one of the prerequisites is you have to keep up with us drinking, yes. and see how well he does." Oh, they'd be fucked. <laughs> get some bloody backwoods bloke fucking drinking Miller Lite every day, and then yeah. we're like full strength. Although we've had a couple of um, guests try to keep up with us that couldn't. That's true. But, you know, Tegan couldn't stand up by the end of that. Uh, that I'm like, oh, that's a joke. She didn't actually drink. <laughs> Make a joke. You're looking funny, at me right? like, you're looking at me with a confused look on your face. I'm like, I'm sitting there going, she didn't drink a fucking thing, not even water that that's whole time. That's why it's funny. Fuck, my talent is wasted on you. But <laughs> you have to make thing. you have to make jokes about things people would actually realise. You and I were the only ones there. So this is funny to no one but you and it's, me. No, it's funny because uh, – And I'm not laughing. <laughs> you're, you're laughing. You have been on Ryan's uh, – You have. You have. Like comedic like a, value the no, last I have, few weeks. I have actually. Holy I bet, shit. It's actually, it put a fire at me. It's going, do you know what? I'm no, gonna no, fucking make I'm, I'm challenging laugh. him the same way I did you to fucking improve your spelling. I've fucking <laughs> challenged him to I'll be funny. What, I've been on fire. I've been on fire. Because his, his repertoire is in need of some fresh material. So that's why you just got to get on YouTube, man, and look up Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's shit that doesn't funny. make you more funny. That just makes you laugh. No, no, it gives you something to, to put in your repertoire. Well, we don't need to bring up Peppa Pig for the third week. <laughs> it's going to be it's – like, it's, it's, on YouTube, is there a setting where you could just type something in and then it, all of like the associated um, playlists come up and it just automatically plays? Is that, is that a thing? I don't know much about how that would work on YouTube because I don't watch YouTube. Uh, pretty much does. So the algorithm. How, how do you not watch YouTube, man? He's like the best, at, like, uh, source to research yeah, anything you're going to buy. If I want to learn something, I do, but I'd go very like specific videos. I don't, and I don't do like a playlist or anything like that. So the algorithm should just belt feed associated videos, then. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So if a, how do you think I find new music? So often. 
I just thought that you ha- you were in touch, man. Like you, you knew people. You had no, things. because I've subscribed to a bunch of shit, and then it suggests other stuff similar, and then I just go down rabbit holes of finding <clears> new <throat> bands that I like. Yeah, I do that with Spotify. Although I found that Spotify is just like a rinse and repeat algorithm. Nah, shit. Exactly. So you, well, you got to search on on Spotify, man. And I'm just going to point out, I've been listening to Tom Jones this week, oh. and you should all get on it. <laughs> yeah, Tom Jones. Don't mind a bit of Tommy. He's only forty years late to the party, but okay. Bro, hey man. I'm not even fucking 40 you know, I've been listening old. to a lot of Elton John. I watched the Oh, no, nah, that's, that's a little colourful for my no. life. No. <laughs> He's fucking yeah. – it's like – Colourful? Like actual rock stuff. Musically, the, goo- the dude's a fucking genius. There's one song I like. I'm still standing. That's it. Everything I'm else – I'm still standing. Yeah, everything else can fuck well, off. I'll pay you $300 to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Pepper Pig does make you more funny. <laughs> Stolen material. <laughs> nah, I've um I've been actually on so Tom Jones lately and also Ah fuck. Um it's gonna come to me as soon as I open my playlist. You are too. Bear with me. Bear with me. Um Dead air. Imagine if this was an actual radio show. I know, right? He'd be a fight on the first. Ah, meatloaf, man. I've been, oh, meatloaf. Meatloaf. I've been getting into meatloaf lately. Bit of bat out of hell. No. Fucking no. A. Fucking A. Meatloaf has been dead to me ever since he fucked up the grand final. Oh, you can't <laughs> fuck with Caleb's footy. That's harsh. Yeah, he can't get you know, Whoa, look at That is renowned as the most epic fuck up in terms of halftime acts at the footy. Nah. Meatloaf. Nah, he's got some bangers. Nah. Yeah, he's great. I mean, from that sort of old school rock and roll, I'd say. Hell's Bells, ACDC. Yeah, you see, ACDC was ruined for me in Darwin. In every pub that you'd go to, it'd be ACDC, Guns N' Roses and um, Jimmy Barnes or Jimmy something. Barnes and that. Oh, and it would just be like that. repetitive. <laughs> pub rock. Yeah, but then, yeah. You'd, then you'd, like, you'd go and they'd have karaoke and then everyone sings the same songs. And you sort of like – you watch the progression of the, the – um, Patrons, actually. Um, You sort of like... Patrons? Patrons. You sort of... Patrons. Whatever it is. (laughs) Fuck. You can't even mix that between Patreon and patrons. Yes. (laughs) Patrons. You can see the evolution. Like, the older they get, they, like, move on from it. But then the next, like, generation of kids come in and they just, like, put it on fucking rinse and repeat. They're in a pub rock bubble. Yeah, that's awesome. That would be the best to just go spend a night there or go spend a couple. of No, but when you there. when you live there for like yeah, years so- and years and years, and like every pub is the same. Yeah, it gets sort of old. That's why I've been like sort of quite obscure. I mean, who listens to Tom Jones? <laughs> I love Big Tom. Mate, and then like that's classics, man. It is, it is, I've been rocking it at the gym. Well, fuck, well, you work out while the you're listening. You work out fucking to that. Oath. Although we Fucking are talking no. to the same bloke who'd listen to Britney Spears and work out. No, That's it was strange. it was Carly Ray. Carly Ray <laughs> Jepsen? Call me maybe. Yeah, yeah mate. Yeah. No, nah, it's burning down the house, man. Like that song that just, just screams workout to me. Yeah. Well, Carly Ray. Yeah. Look, you gotta you gotta be in the situation <laughs> to to appreciate it. Yeah. Like we'd listen to it not before try, we'd bro. go on patrol and the boys would be like Call me maybe, <laughs> and you'd just be like, "Yeah." Oh, so it's a bit more nostalgic for you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, Do you know well, yeah. if it's fuck knows why you listen to it before you go on patrol. No. <laughs> but Shania Twain. 
Yeah, my dad loves Shania Twain. I He's a Shania Twain. secret Shania Twain what freak. Does your mum know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure because when I was young, <laughs> it was like the only song he'd play in the car was, man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. I'd be like, Dad, are you trying to say something? <laughs> um, like, it's a great song. <laughs> it is. It is a good song. I love that song. I mean, that's probably got the, the static sort of essence to it as well because I listened to that a lot when I was growing up. I also listened to a lot of Christian rock. You also wore high heels and a miniskirt? <laughs> no, that's not nostalgic. That's just cross-dressing. Jeez. Well, we'll have to delve deeper with Pointer when he's on the podcast. Yeah. Yes, definitely. We, we will We will unfold that man on the podcast. <laughs> I think people are just going to get a better into, insight into you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, my dad's a wise, like, cool cat, so thanks. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, we're let's move beco- on. We're all becoming our father slowly. Oh, that is, that is very and true. You are scary. That's what we should do. We should I'm get, scaring myself we lately. We should get all of our dads to record a podcast in our place and oh, see how that fuck, comes that out. is a good idea. <laughs> that would be, be awesome. seven ways from Sunday. <laughs> no one would know what the fuck they're doing. My dad would try to swear and he'd be like, oh, you <laughs> wankers. You, <laughs> your dad wouldn't even, you're like, oh, gee whiz, that's. That's just that's gee whiz. That's Cod's wallop. Oh. <laughs> my dad's favourite saying, and I didn't work it out till I was like in my teen years. What what Cod's wallop was, and it was fish shit. <laughs> oh, it's Cod, yeah, Cod's wallop. Is that what it is? Fish. Yeah, kids. Oh, really? Fish did, shit. I didn't know that. Cod's wallop. Yeah. Okay. Fish like shit. Cod the fish. Wallop. Wallop. Shit. Cool. Yeah. I learned something tonight, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck, this has been educational. I learned what Cod's wallet means. Anyway, let's move on. So, point of interest this week. Well, actually today, to be honest, I went and did my hearing test. You Another yeah. one. Yeah, so, yeah, on, another one. So, on a scale of one to royally fucked, because cool. those who have listened to previous episodes would <clears> – <throat> there's a lot of reference to – I think you even spoke about the time where you had some substantial – Bleeding. Bleeding and, mm. and whatnot when you are overseas. What would you say is the uh, – on a scale of one to ten, ten being the worst, like as in deaf, cannot hear anything, <laughs> where does your hearing <laughs> sit? Well, so I was sitting in the booth and, I, like, she's asked a bunch of questions – uh, just about obviously the hearing loss and a bit of tinnitus, which is pretty much like consistent ringing in the ears, and it gets worse when it's quiet. And I've found that actually some sort of noises set it off even more. It's it's really strange, and it's actually quite. I mean, both of you are musicians, so you'd have some form of tinnitus, I'm sure. Like the ringing sort of actually becomes yep. really really difficult at times, so it stops you concentrating. You know, it sort of – it makes you a bit sort of like aggravated, a bit of, um, agitated. I like to um, harmonise with it. Yeah, cool. of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, anyway, she, we've gone through these things and I just said to her, look, it's it gets very, very bad when – uh, there's other noises going on and someone's trying to talk to me, I just seem to lose this ability to hear the person. And a lot of the time I'll actually try and predict what they're saying in context to the conversation. Speaking of that, I'm finding at the moment, because I have a bit of hearing loss in my left ear, 
I'm finding it extraordinarily hard to hear people because I can't see their mouth because they're wearing a mask now. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Like, You'd naturally yeah. lip read, man. Holy yep. fuck. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I'd actually started lip reading to pick up conversation. Yeah. Like I went and ordered a Subway the other day and I'm standing there. I've ordered the, the bread first and then I'm like, she hasn't asked me what I want on it. So I just volunteered that information and then we've moved to the next step where she's going to ask me what cheese I want and she's looking at me. And I'm like, I haven't heard her fucking say a thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, old English, please. <laughs> and then we've moved to the salad section and I'm waiting for, what salad would you like on that? I'm like, there's, there's nothing. <laughs> she's either just expecting me to just fucking read her eyes or she's not actually fucking saying anything here. Yeah. But, yeah, man, like it's, it's terrible, eh? And that's the thing, man, the, the masks, like not to mention you can't see the lips move, but it also sort of, like dampens the noise, mm. um, and it's becoming, yeah, it's like everyday things is quite challenging. Well, yeah. I, I like, can't like ordering fucking Subway. <laughs> I can't lip read. Like, I've never been good at it at all. So I'm finding that the dampening of like the S's and the T's and like the the key points that break up a word, I can't hear that. And I'm in the same situation as you. Oh, I've gone. I've, I'm finding that. My response to every question that I have been asked in the last month has been, "Hey, yeah, yeah. what, what, yeah, yeah." yeah. Sorry, more and more. Say that again, huh? So, that, it, like, do you have hearing loss? Oh shit, yeah. I'm the same boat as you guys. Left yeah. ear is a bit. How you going? Like, can't. Yeah, but I've got my ear canals aren't. Um, I was premature when I was born. Six weeks, and my ear canals are a little bit fucked, and my left one's worse than my right, and all my hearing damage is in my left ear as well. So I'm sort of bit skewy from the left-hand side. The right end is not so bad. But if someone's standing on the left-hand side of me and there's background noise, I can't hear anything that they're saying. It's when there's yeah. ambient noise because yeah. your ears actually, if you've got loss in one ear, your ears try and correct themselves. So you actually hear less in your good ear because mm. it's trying to correct for your other one. Mm. It's fucked. Like, That's funny you say that because I actually thought my left ear was better and today she's like, no, your left ear is worse, yeah. champ. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, fuck. And for those playing at home and all the kids out there, the lesson that we get from this is wear hearing protection. Whether nah, you fuck at that a, shit. Just whether you're a loud music concert up. with your favourite band or if you're down on the range letting off a 306. Nah. It's funny, I actually do that at concerts now. I use hearing pro at concerts now and enjoy it more. you got some pretty nifty... In it, like ear things, though, don't you? Oh, I bought Get some those. which just take the top end out. So they, well, not the top end. They take the like everything over a certain dB. They take out, so you can still enjoy a concert and hear everything clearly, but you just don't have ringing in your ears the next day. Yeah, they're not like mm. the foam, um, normal foam ones that you get from Bunny. They're like the ones that look like three or four. No, cones. no, no, no. They've got like a little hole in them and shit. Like, yeah, the little cones shove them in your ear. They're actually for. People use them on planes, actually. Do Do you ever get like that dead deadening sound in your ear the next day, like where it's just suddenly it's like it'll just go like yeah muffled, like you're wearing hearing pro and you're trying to listen uh, through. No, I don't get that. Okay. So that's like your follicle. Like I think it's the inner ear follicles dying. Yeah, oh, mate. Yeah, that happens a lot. Like, that I, is. I get a random high pitched tone just every so often. Tinnitus. No, yeah. no, no, no. Not the ringing constantly. Just. Every now and then, out of the blue, I just get this high-pitched. I think that's something to be attributed to tinnitus, actually. 
Yeah. But because you have hearing loss, but then I'm most certain you've got tinnitus as well. Yeah. I, yeah. In my left ear, I do. So yeah. I don't, that's why my tinnitus isn't like terrible for me because my right ear is all good. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is just at random, you know, when you get like a change of atmospheric pressure mm-hmm. and then you like, you feel like that shift in your ears. I'll get that every so often accompanied by a really high-pitched sound and it's just for no reason. That's really weird. It is weird. And I told mm. this and they're like, no, nah, that's all part of the fucking hearing damage. I'm like, okay. Mm. But my my choice now is put up with it and then when it gets to a point where it's like so bad, then I can get. Well, that's that's the thing. Hearing like, <laughs> like, So I did the test a couple of times. And just fucking moving us like, on to uh, where we're trying to get to here. Yeah. To put a long story short, she's looked at me and she's like, oh, your ears are very, your hearing damage is quite severe. You need hearing aids. <laughs> <laughs> and to the, it, was, it was ironic because it was at this stage where I was like, what? Because I, I, I didn't hear her. I was like, well, what? <laughs> she's like, oh, oh that's great. you got fucking severe hearing loss and you need AIDS. Well, hearing AIDS. I'm like, oh, you need AIDS. You need AIDS. AIDS for everybody. AIDS will cure it. But long story short, like, yes, we should, should you know, protect our ears as a young lad a bit more. Look, I didn't find the effects until I was older. So when I was younger, my ears recovered or something. I, I don't know. I just didn't feel it more as much. Now my ears actually hurt. Uh, there's a theory behind that as well. The The muscle inside of the ear in a younger person is also thicker than that of an older person. So uh-huh. the division between the high frequencies and the low frequency, that's why when you're a kid, you want everything turned up so you can hear the bass because the, the density of the muscle um, – it's harder to impact, like get through see, that. See, that's weird. I prefer my music and the TV. Like I have to have it loud to listen to me and it's obscenely loud. Um, whereas I find that the pain happens. So say if you're shooting and you hear it like a, an earbud falls out and you fire, like when I was young, I was, I'd just get a bit of a ringing for like a few seconds and go away and be like, yeah, sick. Now I'm like, fuck. It sort of lingers for yeah. a long period of time. See, this is where we need Dr. Tim. Yeah. I feel like he's going to message me about this when he listens. Hey, I hope he does. We, um, we're we pretty shit at We should um, have him on, like, confirming the standby that we call. Spit out. Yeah. We should put him on a retainer and put him on what speed dial. <laughs> do you know what we should do? We, well, should, we yeah. should go back to our previous episodes and fact check ourselves. No, I feel like oh, should, we should not because, because there's going to be some discrepancies. We'd have to, we'd have to like, be like, oh, you're just, like just analyzing the data so much, Ryan. You can do that. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know what? I will. I'm going to listen to every single episode that. No, I'm not going to do shit. Who are we kidding? He tried to back up something about Ivan Mecton this weekend on our Me? private chat. No, I didn't even watch that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm fucking sanding that. a wall. I'm like, no, what this, is this, this shit. This was, Fuck off. This was actual research of the shit. <laughs> That but you people, you got you guys. So are just- no, no, no. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out how it is. So it's basically saying, oh, uh, all right. I'm gonna go into. Did you actually read it? I did. I did actually read it. So it was. Give me one second. It was pretty much saying that ivermectin. Uh, 
like the studies are a bit rocky. No. And it, it did, it did, it did. It was And it was I'm an sitting article. there going, well, so are the studies on fucking no, all the other a bit rocky. It was, it was outlining that the study, the, the whole basis of the argument for the ivermectin thing, it was it's been found that the results weren't a little bit rocky. They were, quote, fraudulent, and all research papers that have, have quoted okay. them have been withdrawn. One word, Fauci. There you go. Fraudulent as well. Fauci. Oh, fuck. Shit. I just, so it every- was like a nail in the coffin of your argument, and then you're like, nah, because eh, nah, uh, you've, nah. you've just explained exactly what's happening with everything and no one knows the fucking and real that was answer because there's so though. much fucking shit in the wash. But that also in that article was that um, Oxford University is uh, starting a trial, <laughs> but they they what they're doing is they're giving ivermectin to people that have COVID symptoms, not people that have been diagnosed with it. And that in itself screams. Isn't like, that COVID now? I don't You're know. Like so, cough and you got COVID. No, like to me, like I read that and I was like, fuck that. Like for an establishment like that to have such piss poor controls in their experiments, that is a warning sign. But is that, is that the, is the, is it Oxford that are actually failing here or is it the reporting on what they're doing? No, no, that it's so this, this so is why it's so hard to get to the truth, man. It's the methodology. You're reading a report about something that's happened, but it hasn't hasn't happened yet. So the, they've released the methodology of the experiment. So is it going? So, is the methodology going to be poor, or is the reporting on what the methodology is? Well, the be report poor? is based. So you don't know because it's interpretation of something and money. Based. Well, not not really. In the way that it works, is your methodology is what gets changed or control, like to have a control. So there's no placebo control. And there's the great the, who they're giving their ivermectin to aren't people that actually have COVID. So how do you control? But how do you what know the results this? are? Because it's in the article. Exactly, which is someone who's gone to fucking Oxford, spoken to someone from Oxford, and they're so reporting. It was written on what, by the by the. It was they're reporting on what the principle of the so Oxford themselves published that article. The, yes, no, they or, spoke to the the principal uh, expert. What's his name? Doctor, I can't remember his fucking name. He's called the principal um, something something. Who's the guy who's in charge of the actual experiment? So he's outlined the methodology that they're using, and they're not. It's it's a fucking free for all. Exactly. So, so how do so you know this, they've this, reported that correctly? It doesn't so matter where they've. So re- you, you're analysing an article, which is someone's interpretation it's, of what it's they've an been article told. that's close enough to the source. Who it was? It There's was written on articles. the doctor who's leading the experiment and what he Unless has told. Unless you have them. an eyewitness account by your. From you personally, how do you know anything's fucking true? That's my. Well, I mean, that's the argument that I was making. But the, out of all of this, the point that I was making wasn't oh, ivermectin shit. It's it was a bit of a, a stab at how there's no science being applied at all to any of this. Yeah, you see, I feel like a place like Oxford is not going to do a study like that fucking half half. Yeah, that's half-arsed. that's my point though. They wouldn't half-ass it. So why are they half-assing it? If anything, I would, it, I would probably it swings say, me in the other direction to what I was talking about the other day. I'm going, well, what grounds would you have to not do it properly? Money would be money. Yeah, that's it. So then you go, Censorship. well, so then that that and this is like this isn't me saying, oh, look at me backing up my argument from the other day. This that was. I was hoping you'd read it and query and you know fuel a little conversation. So. I still haven't. I did, I did read it. I still it. I haven't read it because I was fucking working at the time. I'm like, I can't be fucking. Well, the point. It. The point was like it was. Just, it was. A, it led to a self diagnosis of what I was looking at and going. Okay, well, if 
if an establishment like that, if that was legitimate, isn't going to go through the proper scientific process to either prove or disprove something, is it because they know what the outcome's going to be and they don't want to legitimise it? And in that case, make all of the whole toing and froing and politics of ivermectin become one-sided for a pro or a con. Ryan was reaching out to us for validation (laughs) and we denied him. It was not validation. He was trying to have a conversation. (laughs) Fuck, my intelligence and my humour is wasted on you guys. it's 12 inches. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, look, I get where you're coming from and I think that there is a lot of corruption in all this and a lot of it's money-based and kickbacks and blah, blah, blah. And it would just be refreshing to have someone that's be that would that is like I'm not getting any money, and this is yeah. the study, and this is what it is. Um, I do believe that there's more than one way to skin a cat, so I do believe that yes, they all may work or they all may be shit. I don't I, that, know. I don't understand <laughs> what you just said. Well, why, all the different is, drugs, all the but different drugs. Like, I'm variables. sure there is a drug out there other than. Um, uh, oh, yeah, so you're saying like there's more than one way to cure it, so yeah. Ivermectin may not be it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. you were talking about there's more than one way to test this, the, whether it works or not. I'm like, no, no, no. no. Right. Like, it's, it you, all comes down to the individual. Experience. So you want to look at a case study. You look what fucking Joe Rogan just did. He had COVID, but then he spoke about it recently as well. Like he got COVID, he's, he's had Ivermectin, and then he's saying, well, that worked for me. But then he also had laid the groundwork of having all having a good fitness foundation, having all these vitamin <laughs> IVs that he's fucking on all the time. Yeah. So, so it's, and it's also anecdotal to have an individual. You need to have exactly. so a group maybe of the, 3,000 Take the ivermectin out of that. Maybe he would have fucking recovered the way he did yeah. anyway. And that's, that's what I'm saying. And that's to cover all those bases, you need to use percentage marks, not – Individual well, you need to have a, a a decent study. Uh, yeah, so you need to have a controlled study with a placebo, uh, a control group, and you need to have everyone who is not in the control group being analysed and being administered in the same way. So if you have COVID symptoms but not COVID, that's just a bullshit excuse. One thing that, that they're not doing is trialling ivermectin against these other vaccines in the same study. What do you mean? What? How would they do that? Uh, so you're getting a group of people and say you've got 25% on placebo, 25% on fucking ivermectin, 25% on uh, what's the jab? I don't think you can Fuck. do it accurately because people are individuals they and they respond have, differently. Yes, yeah, but you, and, and that's that's part of going to the doctors, man. The doctor needs to go, oh, you're a fucking fit individual. Maybe this works better for you. Okay, so there's no, like, blanket fucking cure. I no. don't, I don't. That's, has to be there's, tailored. there's no that's blanket cure for, for that's very much about percentages. So it's not about – it's about the, the general populace and making sure that within the study you're grabbing enough of the general populace to have the variables mostly accounted for inside of that, which is why the bigger the study is and the more people that are in it, Usually, it's a three three thousand people is considered a small study for something. like I don't this. even think that that any of the studies are hitting three thousand people. They're not. There's only one that was, and that was the one that got withdrawn. Because, Johnson and Johnson. No, it was. I can't remember who it was. There's a, there's a lot of small ones that became amalgamated, and then that data was used uh, and applied oh, as as, like as one. A whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which and then, but then they the the one that was that accounted for most of the. Uh, results in that was the one that was fraudulent. 
So all of the papers <laughs> that referenced that had to be withdrawn and now they're reanalyzing it and they're going to uh, re-release it. So it's anyway. We've we've fucking strung this out. Yeah, let's, look, let's we, kick we, on. Look, that's our fucking weekly fucking update on Shipford. I mean, we could keep going, but no, we should let's probably not, move on because I'm about to fall asleep. We're, we're half hour in. Oh Jesus! We need to get to our topic. Right, eh? Well, our topic for today is drum roll, please. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's all I got for you. Make hunting great. Again, oh boom! Do you know? I think that uh, just just because we have obviously flogged that line, the recent Australian par- uh, political parties have taken that line on as well. Have you been receiving the junk mail? Specifically, and- make hunting great again, or we'll no, make Australia make Australia great again? Because it was a <laughs> fucking Trumpism. Oh no, yeah. that's, make America that's great was, again. That's my point. Actually, like, I googled I, when I was doing research. I googled that, and that was one of the links that was tied in. Was make America great again? <laughs> I'm getting a text message from some motherfucker who's in some political race going, "Go make make Australia great again." Blah blah, and I'm like, "How the fuck did you get my number?" So send us all to jail for stealing bread, and then release us on a continent. Yeah, sick. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's how Australia was great, motherfucker. <laughs> Convicts. Do you know what the percentage of com- you know what? I'm not even going to oh, bother. Fucking, oh not my even bother. god! We are a penal colony. Stop analyzing. I'm not everything. even going to bother. Read a history book, bro. Why am I camp mum? And he fucking analyzes everything to an inch. I of just want to give him three hundred bucks to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, he'd be rich. For those playing at home who are interested, Google how many convicts versus how many free people were uh, dropped off at Australia. <laughs> Well, the states that were started as convict states, we live in a state that wasn't, South Australia. Mm. Mm. We were started by the Germans. People came here. The Germans. It was before Vernon Fort 2. When everything went to shit. Went to Scheisse. We were started by the Germans. It was just a lot of Germans that came here. Yeah, okay. We so have German yeah, towns. Yes. yes. We, like we, we also have Chinatown. <laughs> I think every every fucking everywhere has every, a Chinatown. Is there a Chinatown in China, or is it just town? <laughs> Don't laugh at that shit. Fuck me. Brazil nuts. What are they called? Just nuts. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucking true. Is there a Chinatown in China, <laughs> or is it just called town? It's called the CBD. <laughs> Beijing. And does, oh, does it say made here on all of their products? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it would still say made in China. That your fucking white tablecloth. <laughs> It'd still say made in China. Like Australian products say made in Australia. Wow. Again, yeah, my humour is wasted <laughs> yeah, on you. No, that was that was clever and, yeah, you just like – No, it's yeah, boring. You just yeah. shut on it. But I think you, you did raise a, valid, a valuable point there, Josh. I have a white tablecloth and we're drinking red wine. Every week and I'm pretty sure I spill some every week. Do you know what? I? It's actually – um, It's curtain backing and it's double-sided so I can flip it over and then fold it in half and flip it over again and then flip it over again. Like There's wearing some sort your of undies when exactly you're out right. hunting instead of, of taking 10 pairs. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just get us along here. So get along make there. hunting great again. When I was thinking about this like, the past week, I pretty much just wanted to ask you both 
what the hell would you do specifically in Australia to make hunting great again? Now, there's there's heaps of avenues you can take on this, but I wanted to know what your opinion is. Actually, you're sort of touching a little bit on what I want to talk about as well. Fuck, I think we're all going to touch dicks here. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's a three way dock. (laughs) All right, so. What would you do to make hunting great again in Australia? Semi-automatics. Oh, fucking A. I'll just agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That's, that's, right, you know what? Quick, no, that's, that's actually not my answer. That, no, was, a, I, that was a quick one. It was I, funny. I think the uh, – firstly, South Australia, public land. Yeah, I was going to say that. Fucking A. And then also somehow fix – I mean, it's part of the journey we're on, but – uh, the community of hunters and how they interact with each other, I think, could be better. I agree. There is, and we've spoken about this before, there's a huge divide between the ways in which we hunt as a community from spotlighting to running dogs to whatever. Um, that needs to be banded together and have a united front. I, I 100% agree. Just jumping back to state forest in South Australia, do you think that's actually going to happen? And if what are the the pros and the cons that you think that come out of hunting state, like allowing state forest to be hunted under permit? I mean, I don't know. I can't see it happening anytime soon in our state. Unfortunately, as much as I wish it would. I don't see it happening anytime. Do you think that because it's like geographically um, – so most of our prime hunting land in South Australia, in the Adelaide Hills, is surrounded by towns and it's quite populated uh, and realistically our crown land uh, or our, our f- national parks aren't all that big in comparison to other yeah, states. Having said that – we have all hunted in Victoria and we've hunted blocks from I think the smallest was 150 hectares to a couple thousand. Um, and once again, there's some of the, the crown land in, in Victoria is situated in between densely populated towns, densely. I think the lay of yeah. the land is like there's valleys as well. Um, there's, there's a lot of that to plan it. But on – on that, um, there is a sm- very small group of people that have the licenses to hunt those lands in South Australia. In, yeah, in SA, yeah. And I, they are intergenerational. I'm talking like yeah. they get passed down from father to son. Uh, I was working with a mate, uh, with a guy that um, was part of one of those families, mm-hmm. and it all is all – it's like a family thing. And they – he's telling me a story about – the deer is so dense that he'd go hunting with the car and literally would run them, not purposefully, but they would jump out, he'd hit them, they'd throw them in the back and he'd clean up a full ute. There's, we're, just by oh, driving. Just by driving. And we're talking about uh, like the SA water um, reserves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere. So like around our reservoirs. Around our reservoirs. But there's, there's a great deal of land that's associated, well, not associated, that is part of that. It's all fenced off and, and you've got, a lot of deer country, uh, which is near us, 
we can't touch it as hunters at all. And there is two, maybe three people that have the licensing for that, and they can go out. Is it like I, I do wonder if it's licensing or if it's just it's a boys club. You're in with the right people it's, in the council. It's who you know? It's all who you know. It's the same. It's the same as the whole WSWA thing with the helping the farmers thing. Like it's anything to do with shooting and guns and the prime real estate that you want to get on, you have to know the right people and just be in that group. Otherwise, you're not even gonna, not going to get a shoe in. Yeah, in yeah. our state. Think about the size. Like we've only hunted – well, I've only hunted public land in Vic. You've done New South Wales as well, Josh. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've done – no, no, that was private land in Queensland. Queensland, yeah. So – Think about the population of Vic, which is like three times as much as us mm. for the size of Victoria compared to SA. Yeah. We have a lot of desert, though, with not much about. Yeah, but also – But you could open up a lot of the middle of South Australia to manage um, camels and wild dogs quite well, actually. Exactly. Yeah. Like the north of our state, there'd be fucking mm. camels and wild dogs everywhere. Yeah. South Australia has always been behind the eight ball with this sort of thing, with everything from revegetation to, like, management of natural resources. Like that sort of – we are considered – I mean, I feel like we have the reputation of being the sleepy state, really. Definitely, yeah. We're definitely but, like uh, – they say uh, Australia's 10 years behind the states and then SA is like another fucking – Yeah, Yeah. Uh, if we have the same infrastructure that Victoria had Mm -hmm. and we – fuck, if we got the infrastructure they have and transplanted directly to South Australia and ran it that way, it would be the absolute fucking bee's knees. If if, as a hunter you could just pull up a map and go, yep, I'm allowed here, I'm not allowed there, no worries. The only downside to South Australia is that – it wouldn't be that much national park or public land available in prime hunting country, which is, let's face it, the southeast of our state or Adelaide Hills. But, look, it wouldn't, I, there wouldn't be that much national. I agree, park. but like they we can don't we we don't have an equivalent of the Alpine National Park. No, not in no, size. That's true. Not, not in, in size, size but, but we do have. Uh, we're overrun with deer. Look, that comes back to not in size. But that we have like things like Mount Crawford, Gawler Goldfields, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yes, they are small parcels of land, but the topography allows you to be able to shoot very, very safely because yeah. you are shooting into a hill. Now, this once again comes down to a bit of educa- like shooters' education, not shooting on top of a crest, uh, things like that, but into a hill and having a backstop. What's uh, killing it though? Is it because those? Those areas you just mentioned are used for other recreations, like but this camping. Is, this is the other thing. Bushwalking. If you've noticed, um, in Victoria, they do close down their parks in what you'd call, I guess, like peak seasonal times where families are going away and going on holidays yeah. And, yeah, and, and school yeah. holidays. And the and huntable land doesn't go right yeah. up to fucking camping areas either. No, no. And look, and most people are not going to venture very far from those camping grounds and those hardcore people that do, you know, if they're mixed with hunters, will you simply have a hunter-safe course to do to get your licence to do it and manage it that way? See, at the moment, the other thing that pisses me off at the moment, South Australia spends, now I did have the number in my book, 
and I didn't bring the book with me today, but it spends a astronomical – I think it's about $200,000. It's like a, every five days to do aerial culls. It's fucked. Wow. It is fucked up the amount of money that That's they just, spend, man. And they've got so many hunters sitting at home. Oh, don't fuck. Quote, so don't quote me with that. Now, that I'm, I'm specifically thinking there is a national park, and you know where I'm talking about, Josh right next to a property we're familiar with, where they recently culled like 700 fucking deer. Yeah. Yeah. Like if that particular area was opened up, holy shit. And that is such a waste because that deer, if you got your average hunter in there, instead of it just being shot and it drops where it lies and then see you later, all that resource would have been taken home and fed people. And the biggest biggest thing as well is the government wouldn't be paying someone to do it. They would be getting paid for- Tag system. For fucking- a sport and that well, can generate not, a lot not of tags revenue necessarily i think tags are a bit fucked even if it's just a i think just your permit every whoa, year whoa 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 let's fucking put the reins on that he's fucking throwing the gauntlet um, down what are you pulling the handbrake what, up for what do you mean tags are not a good idea no See, I, with, well, okay species, species specific right no 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 i i, I actually believe that you should have to get a license and still a tag system is a good thing because it's another control measure of how many deer get taken a year. I think the word, the word you're looking for there is, is data collection. No, no, it's no, sustainable. There should still be a management, but I don't think you should have to go through the rigmarole. So in Victoria, like our only comparable thing is Victoria, right? So mm-hmm. you only need tags for hog deer. Everything yep. else – Fucking fill your boots. Yeah, yeah but they, that's that's they, generated on a there's a fucking large population. And I don't think that's right because you could go out say if you you have public land, you could go out in a season and get fucking fifty deer each. Yeah, look, you're keen, but is that necessary? No. Well like, no, because is it not- necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, but it's sterile and I like the fucking taste. <laughs> Like, what an analogy. <laughs> what a fucking longbow you're drawing there. All right, no, by that logic you are correct because as an individual I don't need to shoot 50 deer a year, do I? Because I'm not going to eat that much and I'm not going to distribute that meat. There will be people out there that take There will be fucking morons out there that would do that, yes. So simply adding a tag system, and I'm not talking about making it fucking 600 bucks a tag on top of your licence. I'm talking about going over to the counter – Fucking chucking down thirty bucks, or even if it's fucking free. No, that's you actually have to go there. Your permit per year allocates you, or that as well, right? Two of this, two of that, two of that, two of that. Right, that's if you get tags. What you get in your permit allocation? That as well. Uh, um, Yeah, either or the rule. What I don't, what I don't want, what I. All right, so I'll qualify my statement a bit better. What you've said, yes, I agree with one hundred percent. You have to manage things. What I don't want is the rigmarole of like lottery systems. Oh, am I going to get nah. it? Am I going to get tags for two fallow this year? Not not a lottery like, system. Just no. a tag. You go buy your tags. That's it. You go spend the money. We're not. Spend, I don't think so. Bucks. Then it should just be part of your permit. You should I, have. I don't think an we're at a lottery. What you can take per year. I yeah. don't think we're at a lottery stage yet. I do think that maybe paying thirty bucks for a tag in specific like parcels of crown land. Yeah, okay, I can see that. 
If it's um, a small area with a high population of something and every fucking dickhead's going to yeah. want to go there. Well, yeah, especially yes, maybe. central, yeah. And I believe that. And obviously that's going to then be reflected in the price of the tag. Like Not uh, astronomical, for but example, I certainly would pay $100 a tag to hunt, say, I don't know, some of the, the prime spots in the Adelaide Hills. Say, okay. say, for example, Gawler Goldfields became huntable land, public land to hunt. Could you imagine how many fucking people would go there? Yeah. And this is where a tag system for that that specific it. area would be good because they can say, okay, well, the tags are open. There's fucking 50 allocated. So maybe a lottery in that case is warranted. Yeah. Um, the, the other upside to tag systems as well is they, that's real data that the government can collect as well. Mm. So they can, in a way, monitor – how many deer are being taken? They they've got a rough idea of how many species are out there. They can they can regulate the population better with an open tag system where you go to the post office, you get you pay fifteen bucks for a fallow tag, you go out, and then you, you that re- doesn't help their other obje- objective where they cull deer in other areas. Well, the idea is they want as many gone as yeah, possible. Now the That's, idea is to abolish culling. Period, yeah. and then then you'd, but you'd be level. regional. So if you had a tag system, it'd be regional. So you'd be able to be like, you'd say, this tag was taken on this spot. You because in Victoria, I think no, in New South Wales, I think in Victoria they do as well. I get phone calls all the time from the agencies over there saying, "Did you go hunting? What did you get? What?" They collect all this data. Yeah, oh, in, and that, in, in New South Wales, South Wales yeah. you have New, to put it down. They're man. big on it, and yeah. I think it's a fantastic idea because number one, it keeps people accountable. Yeah, and nice. number two, it collects real-time data that they can use and they can control populations a lot better by having that and they don't have to get a stupid amount of aerial culls done and wasting all this money and resources. So we have uh, a sustainability then Absolutely. and we have opportunity for recreational hunters and, that and, is it. and yeah. we have uh, usability. You know, the meat is not getting... Wasted now. We all know for a fact, just jumping onto that topic, that some of the aerial culls have in the past fudged their numbers. Absolutely, they have. Yep. Anyway, that's you. My mine would be um, to make hunting great again. I would say suppressors. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would certainly help some of us. I think. I, I think that 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 is a little bit, little too little, that, too late. Like, for no, you, that's Josh. fucking salt on the wound, bro. I think that's funny. Um. <laughs> yeah. Look, suppressors. I don't think is gonna fucking make hunting great again. <laughs> Holy fuck, man! Uh. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, fair enough. All right, I'm going to move on and pass <laughs> the fucking handball to someone else. Pass the baton. Um, yeah. Make hunting great again implies that it was once great. Oh, fuck. You, you guys have stolen my lines, no, eh? fuck you. This is why you're third. All right. <laughs> I mean, is it not great now? I don't think it's as good as it could be. But let me take you back to the 18th century. When, all right, I'm talking about Australia specifically, right? So the 18th century, the Europeans have rocked up here, 
right? And we can talk about indigenous hunting till we're blue in the face, but I don't. That was for practical purposes, right? So they hunt. They hunted to eat. So, and they were quite sustainable about what they did. Um, and well, I was reading nomadic. They were nomadic, yeah. And I was reading up about a lot of their practices as well, which you know some sometimes just involve lighting a fucking big ass fire and flushing game out. Yeah. But mm. then. Uh, and people go, well, that's so like devastating and whatever. But populations actually of animals actually doubled and tripled in those areas because the fires cleaned everything out and then new species were generated in the same areas. How would they know that? New new species or new generations of animals? No, new, new species like then existed in that habitat because new – yeah, they plants out, grew and whatever. So and you'd flush out the predators, and then there'd be the the prey would come in, and yeah, because so of the predators, you yeah, change so the new ecosystem. prey came into those areas, and then the the predators thrived because all of a sudden there's extra stuff to prey on. So anyway, that aside, right? Take yourself back to the first fleet. You've just arrived. Arg! Oh, wait, they weren't pirates. Were European. They? You probably got fucking scurvy or some shit. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Hoist the mainsail, first lad. So, I mean, what what did happen was the Europeans rocked up here in Australia and they've gone, cool, let's get around the hunting. Uh, yep, kangaroos, dingoes, ostriches. Not ostriches, fuck me. Emus. Emus even. Un-Australian. For like a bit of plumage and, you know, put a feather in my hat, whatever. And that got old pretty quick. So what did they do? They brought all their fucking things that they were used to. Oh, Foxes. Deer, pigs, foxes, rabbits, and spread them around the place. Yeah. For hunting purposes. So I'll ask you the question. If you've just stepped off the boat in the 18th century, what would you do? Would you introduce species or would you just keep it au naturel? I feel like back then I'd be like, fucking go, my fucking cotton-tailed little rabbit. Because, you know, the be indigenous free. way of hunting was specifically – for being able to eat, whereas the European style of hunt, hunting was, yes, for food, but also sport. Look, if we're going to be honest, yeah. like most of that indigenous hunting was coastal and most of it was seafood. Uh, we didn't and we we don't have a lot of animals here in Australia. One we don't. We didn't. We didn't we, so when we the Europeans have, rocked up, we had on. no big game at all. Yeah, we had like when you think about it, our buffalo is a Eurasian buffalo. It's introduced. introduced. Yes, your camel is introduced. introduced. Your donkeys deer. introduced. Deer introduced. All the species of deer uh, introduced. So you know your rabbits introduced. Foxes introduced, and foxes clearly were just for sporting purposes. Um. So, what, although when, one farmer that we do hunt on did, <laughs> did say to us one day, if we get hungry, we should try eating a fox. I would eat and a galar actually. That's beside the point. Not I would definitely try a fox as long as you don't cop a gland or anything. How you going? So, my this is my question to you: Would you do what the Europeans did and just introduce all that shit, and we'd be hunting what we do today? Was there any other species? Bearing in mind that it's a delicate ecosystem. That's, so, I think, adapted quite well to the, the introduction. We, but initially the deer actually didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. So it took a while for them to establish. In certain areas, like hog deer were 
a really down like south eastern Victoria mostly, and that's where they were first introduced, and they haven't really spread too far. Let's be honest. So mostly, mostly across the coast. Certain there, species are have done well in certain areas, but um, you know, would you do what the Europeans did then, or would you bring something a bit more exotic across? Would you bring a a larger predator? You could potentially I, fuck look, up the whole I th- ecosystem. I think they didn't bring enough. I think they could have fucking brought Nilgai. They could have brought fucking <laughs> Kudu. They could have brought fucking lions and fucking tigers. I reckon it'd bring more. It'd, I'd be interested to know if there was any other species that were introduced that failed and died out. Ooh. That, that, that is That would require some more research. That is But bearing in mind, it wasn't Americans that colonised Australia. It was English. English. Yeah, the pompous yeah. fucking So they've just, bought, yeah. they've just bought everything that they're used to hunting and across. If it was Americans. See, I feel the, no, I feel like that, that they should have had a, a broader scope because obviously they were, they colonised India at that stage. Uh, that was part of the monarchy. So I, I think... They should have brought more planes game here. And actually, there's a rather large parcel of land here in South Australia that's well known in the hunting community, and it's a Brinkworth property. Um, and they have things like black buck down there. Uh, they actually have some some small African plane game down there. He did try to mate two zebras. Um, but apparently the male was barren, so he spent like a, a couple hundred thousand bucks getting them here, and you know, old 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 fella couldn't live up to the the hype. They but uh, I mean, so but they they they're things that suit. So African and Australian, you'll probably get away with similar climates in part, like. Could you bring American game here? Could you? Could a moose? I think a elk, mo- elk, and uh, I think elk could adapt possibly quite well. Maybe in some of our probably climates in the high where they're, they're colder. Yeah, and so like, and well, we actually see a lot of hybrids, and there are some elk kicking around in the Adelaide Hills and the southeast of South Australia. Um, there's a lot of hybrids, but mm-hmm. there are a few elk kicking around as well. Could um, could a moose population survive here? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I think they probably need a bit of bit colder. It'd be nice if if we could get. I think coyotes would do well, very very well. Um, they go from the extreme hot and cold, you know, and do well. Um, it's all <laughs> it's all something. Two hundred years down the track, we go. All right, well, this is what we're stuck with hunting. But what would it mean to our eco? Would they fuck our ecosystem? Potentially, up? you just don't but, know. But from lessons learned, I mean, we've introduced these a lot of species um, that have done well and haven't fucked our ecosystem. Like what? So maybe we could just be like, oh yeah, what's been introduced think- that hasn't fucked an ecosystem? What do you mean? What what's fucked our ecosystem? Out of what's been introduced, I don't actually know uh, the answer. Well, to this. there's a lot of every, na- pretty much every invasive species that's ever been introduced has yeah. altered the ecosystem because they put extra yeah, but, pressure but on what? the native species, man. So, o- like, okay, yes, bilbies, yeah. bilbies, right. like, so cats fucked bilbies. Okay, yep. All right, right, I'll get that. We don't have a Tasmanian tiger anymore because people hunted the fuck out of them. I, I don't think that was a introduction of. An so, invasive no, it species was, because problem. In, in the introduction of invasive species 
doesn't just impact prey, food chain, the predator. It, it it fucks with the ecosystem and the food chain. Exactly. So if you take away something that it eats, then that gets fucked. Especially if it's predatory. So something like a cat mm. that is not really going to be susceptible to anything hunting it. So I'd love I, to. I hunt do some- feel like that we were the burden on the Tasmanian tiger. I think it was mostly us that fucked it. Yeah, but I don't think it was anything that we introduced. I mean, Having said that, like this is a good point. Maybe we should go back to the uh, the old Google and. Well, it's funny that you say that. Oop! So I'm just he's I'm, holding a phone. I'm holding a phone. So the, there's like the obvious introduced species of animal that we're aware of. So you've got uh, the European rabbit is the worst impact on environment <laughs> out of everything. The next. I, I, see, I'm thinking more from plant life. I didn't actually think it, about it from a, a native species. It, the rabbit issue destroys four, like plants and then that in turn fucks with herbivores dietary require. Like they can't eat what, yeah. because it's not there so yeah. they what's, move what's on. Anything or that become, eats something that something else normally eats. Yeah, or be, and then they become weak because there's no food source, which means they become easy prey, which means their species gets what wiped out. was a herbivore? Herbivore is an animal that No, eats. what was like in Australian history? So what, there's, 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 I can't Most marsupials are one. herbivores. So most of our animals were marsupials like kangaroos. Are they omnivores? Omnivores is something that eats kangaroos. Yeah, obviously not. Kangaroos, no. Koalas, no. Bilbies and things like that. Would they scavenge meat as well as plants? Well, here's one that you hadn't thought of. Have you? Do you know what the lantana is? A plant. It's a movie. Yeah, yeah. That's an introduced species. And it has. Are we? Are we? Are we moving to plants as well as animals? Well, it's it's funny you say that because the lantana has. A, is on par with the detrimental effect it's had on its ecological environment as the red fox. There you go. Mm. A plant because it has like – it's like a thick – it's like dense as fuck uh, and impenetrable thicket is what it's referenced as, which means nothing else can go around it, kills off all yeah. the fauna yeah. around it. So I can understand that from a plant – uh invasive plant issue but but uh it's an e- e- ecosystem is so easy to fuck with all we have well, to do, in in that case especially if time if if, if you're not if you look over a length of time so that's the biggest thing man i wasn't a, we weren't around in the 1800s personally so how do we see the difference was did australia look different uh or, <laughs> Climate, maybe we've been a bit different. I mean, from from an invasive species, sort of an animal invasive, well, I could, invasive species. If you're talking about invasive animals, all you got to do is go north and look at the development there and look what humans have done. Okay, yes, we're how, the worst how invasive species. How different does it look now to when you were a kid? And that, that was like the progression from bushland to farmland, which is what it was when we were kids, and now there's a billion fucking houses down there. Are you saying we're the invasive species? Absolutely. And that's not to get on the high horse and be like, oh, humans are fucking destroying ecosystems and contributing to 
global warming because I think the planet's oh, look, temperature changes we've, anyway. We've certainly fucked the ecosystem more than anything else has. Especially like localized <laughs> ecosystems for show. I just I th- I think that we could be doing more. Like there's some there's programs that exist that. Um, hang on a second. That's eight. That's eight. It's a tawny. I love how you've just made us pause for you to have a sip. It's a tawny. What am, what am I drinking? What are we fucking drinking? Bookmark tawny. Oh, that's a $9 bottle of Tawny that I bought at a bottle in Wyala. Oh, jeez. Spit bitey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So was the barman. Tastes like a leather book. Well, I think it's. <laughs> I think that's what it says on the label. I think well, it's, it's called bookmark. It tastes like a fucking book. I think it's fine. Anyway, what I wouldn't mind is some bigger carnivores because all we've got is fucking foxes. That's what I mean, like. You know, like some bear, jazz, jazz some, it up a bit and get exciting and bring some, some bears fucking, or some pumas, yeah. some pumas. Pumas. It's really, it's it's funny. The only well, oh, oh, quickly, sorry oh, to interject. Look, look at him. You're so. Do excited. you believe the whole? And this is around the world a common theme. The whole oh, the circus fucking lost a giant cat broke out of the circus that was travelling around. Do you believe that there are big cats in Victoria? What the fuck are you talking about? As in like oh, the giant. As in like the, a fucking puma or a fucking. Jaguar or some shag. Oh, yeah. Panther. Panther is the panther. word we're thinking. That's panther. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a panther that escaped from a circus that was over there. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I've noticed is this is a common theme throughout the world where, where, where circuses have misplaced it's animals. The most, it's the most plausible thing, isn't it? Oh, someone brings over an exotic animal <laughs> and it escapes. Not, oh. not in Texas because, yeah, like, like rich all... people just fucking, like, import in fucking big cats as a pet. And yeah, then like, like, in oh, America, fuck. whatever. There's probably an escaped fucking pet a tiger. A cyclone happens where, and a tiger where fucking escapes. exactly like. is this supposed to have happened? Victoria. There's reported sightings We're everywhere, but the photos are always yeah, fucking man. grainy as shit. Oh, did you see the Sporting Shooter magazine one year and it yeah, had that giant cat? Man, yeah. if that's a cat, oh, fuck. Oh, I have no doubt that there's, there's like remnants of... Fuck. And no, have you seen the, the photos? I've seen the photos, man. Fuck. But then you look at some others and it's just like, that's a fucking house man, cat. I've shot big cats before where I could not put my hands around its neck. My dad has very, very large hands and he couldn't either. And the fangs on the fucking thing, man, like they protruded the this, this bottom, still part of the bottom genetic, gum. Part like, of the genetic pool still exists for the giant fauna that were in. Bro, I've, I've shot fauna. big tat, mega fauna, cats. That's the and, word I'm looking for. And yeah. it was nothing like this cat that was hanging from the fucking tree. Yeah, but you got crossbreeding and all kinds of shit that goes. I have no doubt there is like, and this is that whole Darwin's theory with survival of the fittest, where you're going to have these these anomalies that exist in the game world that every now and then, as a hunter, you're going to come across that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, of course. Well, it's like also most about of- food. Food, uh, like actually. With that, like when you look at crocodiles and Nile crocodiles compared to our crocodiles, Nile crocodiles have a tendency to be bigger because the the food that they're eating is a lot larger. Uh, and that's as simple as that. I mean, you know, our well, crocs are taking – yes, our crocs can get big because they can be taking cattle and things like that, but their average things they're taking are birds – here in in Australia, whereas really? in the Nile, I didn't know that. It's uh, the average average yeah, diet the, of a crocodile yeah. was birds. Yeah, birds. 
Birds and small animals. Fuck that after eating a lot yeah. of birds. Well, when you think about it, we just don't have – it's not like Africa where we have – they have like yeah, a, a, an abundance of large animals. Uh, we have relatively small animals. I mean the biggest thing they're going to take where they live is cattle and how often does that happen. It may happen quite often, I don't know. But in the grand scheme of things, no, not, not, that, not that much. And if you're not eating that much protein, you're just not getting that big. You'd know about that. <laughs> Mate, don't make me take my shirt off. Bro. <laughs> no one's making you. But you were correct. Like the average feral cat we shoot is a fuck ton bigger than a normal house cat. So yeah, man, that's die, there's, though, there's nothing yeah. to say that, you know. I shot a ginger as a kid, man, and this thing was like, <laughs> it was it? bigger than my sister's fucking fox terrier. What was his name? I shot a ginger cat. <laughs> Again, my humor is wasted. Yeah, that was it's terrible. It's wasted because it's never funny. It is hilarious. There is someone. Can we have a there poll is someone on listening who's the in their car right now Seriously? that got that joke and laughed at it? And that person, whoever you are, please write in to send it, mate, on send it, mate, Instagram, send it, mate, podcast on Instagram, and let me know how funny I am because I need a little support. Because he needs some. I support. need some support. I need some. I need a little bit of a pick me up. The. Silverback Gorilla has just exited he just the building. He did. He just got up and he's like, oh, oh I've got to piss. I actually don't reckon he can drink as much as he used to. I can know if he can't. He's a lightweight. <laughs> he's starting to get a bit of a pussy. And is he Ka- going to listen to this? Absolutely and Caleb, I know you're listening to this right now. You're a fucking Cadbury. <laughs> oh, shit. For those if playing he, at he, home, he's just gone I'm, I'm going to listen to this episode to see if he actually edits that out. <laughs> or if you actually listen to that be to your it, first episode you've listened to? <laughs> no, it'll be the second. No, sorry. I'll listen to half an episode, so it's, it'll be my point five. Oh, my God, bro. What the fuck that is? I got time to listen back. Are you kidding me? What do you mean? No, I've got plenty of time. Just can't be fucked. Man, so I've been, just, I've been listening to it at the gym. You listen to yourself <laughs> at the gym. <laughs> Oi. Wow, like, vain much? Like, I hope Caleb edits this part out, but I listen <laughs> to us and I fucking giggle. Yeah, yeah. I giggle listening yeah. to us. I'm like, fucking hell. Fuck Ryan's funny. I actually, I, I have like a good laugh listening to us, man. That one episode I haven't listened to uh, of ours yet is the Tegan episode, which I'm, I'm very keen to listen to and I will do is that. because you weren't on it? You didn't listen to it? No, look, I, I, I was actually behind listening to our episodes before she was she was on because of working down south and in that reception. Um, and it was quite funny because I was I was mustering sheep, and I was in the bike. Couldn't listen to it on the bike. In the car, I'd listen to it. But you'd go through like it's really bad. You'd hit like sick reception. You'd be like fuck yeah, and it would buffer, and you'd get like five minutes, dude. And then download, nothing. download the episode when you're at reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, definitely. But you gotta. No, I've got more. Got I've got. I've got that. other things to worry about when I get into reception. Yeah. Pornhub. <laughs> no, nah, like adulting. It's been a while since we referenced Pornhub. Pornhub is adulting. Oh, mm. well, that's that's it's teenaging as well, I guess. Do you know, how rich were the dudes that own Pornhub be? I don't even want to like, consider that. It is like the hub of porn. Very well named. Mm, interesting. Anyway, <laughs> now you're back. I don't even want to know what you to- spoke about while I was gone. No, nah, you just have to listen to it, bro. Well, I will because I listen to everything. Cr- will you? 
will you? Every single second of recording I listen to. Really? I really hope you don't edit anything out of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to actually just interject, and this is like completely off topic. So this has taken up a lot of our personal life doing the podcast, as we were saying earlier uh, this evening. Um, And we've all decided to piss off in October – for a weekend of camping together, and all I'm going to do is get fucked up and then get Caleb fucked up. <laughs> That's like the aim of it, isn't it? Because Caleb, look, for Caleb, the listeners, Caleb is like, he's like your mother. He's like, oh, don't do that. It's not safe. Oh, don't drink too much. No, I'm, I'm going to get you fucked up, man. I'm going to get you lit. No, 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 if, no, 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 no. if the most yeah. responsible person I'm, in the campsite is fucked up, then you know you're a having good a good time. That's, that's I'm going to get you lit, I've bro. done my fair share of stupid shit in my time. No one's denying that, but uh, I'm going to get you lit. It's been a while, though, Caleb, hasn't it? Because I think you need it. Drink responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you preggers. <laughs> Dead set. My drink of choice for that weekend is going to be a Long Island iced tea. That's too much work. No, it's Mate, too much I'm work. I'm just having fucking dirty martinis the whole it's time. It's too much work, but you'd be getting fucked up. So you say that now, but in reality, we're just going to be on cans the whole weekend. Nah, nah. Do you know what? Because Josh nah, is just... No, we've decided it's themed, so you actually have to fucking go figure out a fucking cocktail, buy the ingredients before we go camping, and fucking take it with you and do it. And we will even have Battle of the Fucking Bartenders. It's going to be sick. Yep. This is this is going to be... Th- oh, you can buy pre-mixed fucking cocktails if you want, but we're all going to be like... Such a camp thing to do. Yeah. I want to see you shaking that martini. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking martinis everywhere. And I'm going to speak in a Sean Connery accent for the duration of the night. <laughs> Oi. If we can pull off an accent for the night and you don't break character, man, that'd be Mate, great. do you know what? It's, it's on. First person to break character does five shots. I'm going to be Russian because I feel, I feel like Russian's going to be You're going to be easier. Russian to the toilet. <laughs> Stop laughing in his shit. <laughs> Fuck me. Where's Josh going? Deny, but he's running pretty quick. Nah, you, look, you're not that bad, Cub, but I, I oh, do thanks. feel. Thanks for that bringing endorsement, Josh. <laughs> That's all right. And you're buddy. not that bad. I, I think, you're I think not we just shit, need. But a you're good not time. great either. Not that bad. I think we need a good time. <laughs> we do. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, it's been a while. COVID it's been a slog. Things. Right, Ryan, have you done your fucking topic breakdown yet? No, I haven't. This is dragging like a motherfucker. <laughs> right, so. My take on it was quite similar to both of yours, actually. The whole make it great, uh, make hunting great again, Im- implying that it is not great, and it was. But also, uh, was it though? Was it ever really great? I in think. Australia, no. I think in the eighties, uh, as far as gun laws and your ability to hunt, um, you were a lot freer in what you could do. My yeah, but my father-in-law just because you could have a semi-automatic. Or go hunting with an AK forty seven. Like, should you have spoken done it? like someone that's just never run a semi? You, well, like, fuck an oath because you can. You do it. I don't doubt it was fun, but was it fucking necessary? Ethical? Was it ethical? Yeah. Once again, yes. If you're hunting rabbits, semi automatic all the fucking no, no. way. Is it necessary? Do I drink my own pee because it's necessary? <laughs> no, but it's sterile and a lock of fucking taste, mate. Don't yes, run a semi. Why are you repeating yourself? Because. Look, 
I don't doubt that it was fun, but I don't think it was particularly Mate, ethical. speaking to hunters... That what do you mean it's not ethical? It's still a... a if you're going to go spray a fucking... No, 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 spray? Your, your, con- your perception you of fucking semis is... No, 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 no. Hollywood I've, I've up, spoken man. to people who hunted back in the day with an AK-47. Well, that's not hunting. But your primary objective as a hunter would should be to fucking put something down ethically and quickly and humanely. Yes. Well, and and what is an aid that if a animal took off on you, if you could follow up in quick succession, what would the aid be? So, a all right, semi. Oh. I'm, I'm I know I'm specifically saying people that went and hunted with AK-47s back in the day when you were allowed to. Do you think? Yes, probably what they were doing. If I'm honest, was fun. But was it ethical? Probably not. Yes. And it probably was more ethical than trying to run a bolt gun. Uh, Do you know what? Animal that's the moving. argument comes down to science. So when you're shooting, right, so you, it's that whole multitask thing that no one can actually fucking do because you have a single process brain, but that's a different thing. When you're lining up to take a shot, right, you've got muscle memory, but you've also got concentration on what it is that you're aiming at and pulling the trigger. You're breaking that concentration to grab your bolt and rack it and then realigning yourself and resetting your concentration. Your brain does not go back to the same level of concentration as it was at before. Whereas if you're just looking down the scope, all you've got to do is squeeze. Looking down the scope, all you've got to do is squeeze. You have better accuracy purely from the concentration for element for follow-up. Fucking oath. And, and not even follow-up. That's that, like multiple that's targets. That's the smartest thing you've ever said, Ron. Holy fuck. Did you just black out? God. Again, my talent and my intellect is wasted. I'm going to start my own fucking podcast. Nah, nah, don't. Fuck you guys. It wouldn't be the same without you, man. Pack my balls up and leave. That no, nah, you're you're right, bro. Hundred percent. That couldn't be said any better. That, I mean, that's that's why I am definitely pro semi because look, you try and get it in one shot, yeah, but doesn't always happen. But I mean, there's going to be there's people that shoot from the hip with a fucking bolt action. There's always going to be those nafties. Oh yeah. There is, and this this feels like the argument that you're using for people that were like, oh, it was ethical, it was not. Yeah, you know what? Well, we weren't around back then, so we don't know. No, we don't, but I would like to think the same people would be hunting unethically with bolt actions that would be doing it unethically with semi-automatics. And your argument there could be... But then we're we're also sitting there allowing as a nation and a state... Aerial cows with semi, which is a bit of and a that's joke, really. ethical. So okay, yeah. Where's the follow up well, shot there? Where where are you where are you sort of sitting on this? Should choppers be running bolt guns? No, I'm simply There's, asking what's our ultimate objective here. If it's just to have fun, fucking go for your life. If it's, if, I think it's more if your personal objective is to be ethical and put something down straight away. Then, uh. but you know that. <clears throat> As a hunter, not every situation no, it's plays not. out the perfect way. 100%. And, and you sometimes you miss. Sometimes to, you accidentally just injure something and then you have to put it down. And so if it's you not had a follow-up shot as quick as possible and that cuts seconds down from racking a bolt, wouldn't you think that's ethical? Yeah. Yeah. You would. So therefore, <laughs> semis. I mean, in my lifetime, I've never had the opportunity to try, have I? So I don't know. I, from her first-hand experience, I I haven't tried, have I? I actually feel like because the gun laws changed. <laughs> no, no, the gun laws changed in nineteen ninety-six, which is before I started fucking hunting. 
Yeah, look, and and you know most people these days, uh, especially young shooters, they're not they're not going to know what it is like to shoot a semi, mm. and that that's fine. And look, there is no. There's no argument that semis need to be controlled. All weapon systems need to be controlled to a point. I think um, it's just if you can have the same approach of sense to a firearm that you would a bolt action, a semi-automatic, a fucking grenade launcher. <laughs> you can shoot a fucking cow with an RPG in Thailand. I know, but they they... <laughs> There's a, there's an element of sense that needs to be applied to it, and, and recognizing the danger that's associated with handling the tool. There's gonna be people that are just fucking stupid. Oh, doesn't, people misuse it doesn't anything. Matter. People misuse cars, and everyone's allowed. That's to come. right, exactly right. And so I, I have to think to myself that there is a greater majority that have that sense about them. Then there is the minority. There's the whole that whole the minority fucks up and it ruins it for everyone. It's definitely applied in this situation, but I'm definitely a believer in people should be able to do what they want to do with most things as long as they're not hurting other people, as long as they're not impacting the choices that other people, like impacting the ability for someone else to have a choice. So I agree. My only question is, if you have a semi or an auto. Are you more or less likely to want to put the time in to do a one-shot kill or are you more likely to just go, I'll just fucking start shooting at it? I think I think the same principle would apply okay. whether you're running a bolt or a fully auto. Fully Come, auto. Coming from someone that's used both and been young and old. Uh, no, I'm, and just, I'm just asking the question. The, the, yeah. okay. Are you yeah, more so, or less so, likely to so, put the time in to go, I'm going to shoot this thing in one shot or am I just going to spray some bullets so at it and hope it dies? Coming from a person that's run a semi and a bolt, both as a young man and an older man, um, no change. Actually, I would probably say it's 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 even Stevens, man. I put the same amount yeah. of effort into every shot no matter what. Ethics are, your ethics aren't going to change based on the rifle that you're using. I know, no, that, I that's... I'm that's just, even, I'm, even just, I'm just asking a question, right? Because in your scenario, that's a life or death. But the, hang on, your no, life, no, no, no. Someone can shoot back at you. That's why I just mentioned as young Josh as well. So when I first joined the army and first got to use a semi, uh, it was the same. So exactly the same. I put in just as much effort, if not actually more, um, because I, I almost had something to prove being a young man uh, in shooting and it didn't even correspond in my head that oh, I've got thirty rounds. I can just spray and pray. Didn't even didn't even cross my mind, man. Um, think, didn't I, even didn't even cross my mind to shoot from the hip until the army taught me that it's a thing. Um, yeah. uh, to, uh, to be perfectly honest, the basic level of of experience I had, I actually thought. When I first was taught to shoot from the hip with a semi, I'm like, this is fucked up. This is not right. I'm like, you know, how are you accurate and how is this safe? Um, don't get me wrong. There's a little bit of. There's applications for that. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Usually you're when wrong. you're in a war zone. Yeah. But 
No difference. Even for, and I was a juvenile man. I was a I think, fucking young kid, mate. I think it comes down to and no, I'm, I'm simply you know asking, exactly how I, think it, I was. I think when it I was comes down. Down. I'm it's simply simple, asking the question because it we, comes, we're in our 30s. and We're in Australia, so we haven't had laws this that is, have allowed us unless you're in the army. But this is the other thing. We also haven't had the when when we were young and hunting. We certainly didn't have the. Um, the information and the readiness of all this information at the drop of Googling, um, you know, there certainly was not the education of this is what you shouldn't mm. do and this is what you should do like there is today. We've progressed in times because of technology and, damn, people know right and wrong pretty well um, and it's, you know... <sighs> I think the answer to your question is embedded in the person's ethics. So you're, there's two types of shooters. There's you're going to take a shot where you know you're going to get the kill that's going to be clean or there's you're going to aim centre and mass and cross your fingers and hope for the best. I don't think it matters what type of rifle you're firing for the person in that situation. So you're either going to spray and pray and do the same thing with a bold action but do it fucking slower or you're going to take your time and shot placement is key. I don't think someone who is going to have good shot placement and pick their shot with a bolt action is going to change the way they shoot just because they have a semi-automatic in their hands. Yeah, it, it just changes the speed. Yes, the speed is certainly increased. Now, this is another thing which a lot of people get scared because of Hollywood. Hollywood's made it like, have you ever seen a Rambo movie? That motherfucker doesn't shoulder a weapon. It's all from the hip and he's getting kills left and right. He's Racking that fucking body count, mate. Um, I'm telling you now, that ain't real life. That's yeah. fucking hard to do. <laughs> and even when you it's shoulder, hard, it. even when you shoulder a weapon, semi or bolt, and you're at some sort of moving target, it's a different story. Uh, it is harder than what you think. And as a shooter, you should know this because. You've been in these situations as a hunter, especially, um, uh, and just because you've you've got a semi-automatic platform doesn't make it easier. It does mean that if you do critically injure that animal, you have a follow-up shot ethically as quick as possible, and you can do what's called walking on target. So you've shot once, identified your fucking hit, gone shit, it's too far back. Given it enough lead, shot again, ethical, dead. That End is story. true. Uh, I, think, I think we might be starting this way. I think, I think, I do. <laughs> I can, I can, we're planting I, the seed the of doubt. The thing is, I'm not anti semi. I've just, no, oh, but it's know, funny to We just like to line. paint you into a picture. <laughs> you do. You like to fucking try and pigeonhole me. Anyway, I didn't even get two fucking sentences into mine and we digressed. So, but it's oh, a good direct. Welcome to Sender Mate Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we roll, Hello, Ryan. baby. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I was thinking about the whole "Make It Great Again" thing and what it was that made it great, and hunting globally, what it means to a man. Like, not like we're going to cut women out of the picture for a second here. We're so, to. no, we're allowed to. We're allowed to. Yeah. It's our fucking podcast. Yeah. We're yeah. men. I would say fuck those guys, but we identify as men. We're so, fucking men. Hello, yeah. welcome. So hunting 
uh, across sort of more tribal and traditional nations has also been a transition. It stamps the transition of a boy to a man, right? Bruh, you so, are on fire. I, I'm, this sort of got me thinking. That whole um, – the word animal, animalistic is the first thing I think of, but that's not the right rite of passage right Rite of passage Thank is you. probably the word that I'm thinking of. The rite of passage and right, the segregation a of a boy and a man and <laughs> – yeah, no, you're cool, bro. You're cool. See, you fucking malign me at every turn, but <laughs> bloody, I fucking save your bacon. Anyway, so I was thinking about how in the modern world that sort of thing doesn't really exist anymore. Oh, because we've got fucking Xboxes, and PlayStations. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like fucking- I, don't, I don't think there's this this sort of – well, we were talking about this last week, man. We have been uh, slowly conditioned to accept uh, quick and easy things, right? And oh, with with this, it means instant gratification yeah. is what that was. We were talking about that's that's that was but, the topic. But so. with this, we've adopted this way, and all this, we've lost. Sorry, this way of thinking of where the. Fuck our food actually fucking comes from. Do you know lost, what I think we've it lost goes learning and earning over time. Yes. Mm. It goes further than that. So we're talking about sort of the the immediate history that, that we've experienced in ourselves. If we go back twenty years ago, it was quite evident within society that we were losing our requirements as men to be strong and to be aggressive and to have those elements that had the differentiation between men and women and the things that they relied on for us to contribute to society in a in a great way technology advancement and uh sort of economic upturn i guess in society for lack of a better word has contributed to the downfall in the predominant role the man has played in his home and in society itself as far as us an individual goes. Traditional roles. And the tradi- not necessarily traditional roles, but the contribution that we make using what differentiates us from women. So our strength, our aggression, all the things that now would be classed as uh, toxic masculinity and oh, all that sort God. of bullshit. And I don't want to dive into that because that's that's a modern that's age a thing. That's fucking... Which is just cancerous rabbit hole of it is. shite. And it is complete shit. Anyone who mm. is smart and intelligent will not buy into that crap. But I'm not talking about the last 10 years. I'm also talking about the last 20 years and even a little bit further. So there's a guy called Robert Twigger, Twigger like Trigger but with a W, Twigger. He wrote a book called Being a Man in a Lousy Modern World. And if you – In what year? He wrote it 20 years ago. Okay. Well, roughly 20 years. 2001. I don't know the exact publication because there's been a couple of copies that have been uh, run. So we're talking about – you're just taking the piss now. No, I've got to piss. Oh, you've got to piss. Okay. Go on. Ryan can just talk to me. I took a piss piss piss. break. Go on. Go on. So what I want to talk about is the impact that hunting has had and how that was a really – uh, it was important to people and it was important to the man as an individual. It was important. And the feeling that we get that we've spoken about before as a man going out and hunting, you feel primal. You feel 
drawn to it. It's instinctual. It feels like the most manly shit you can do. It is. Absolutely. So that is like going back to our roots. We the there is it's not it's associated with the part of our brain where the aggression and the strength, the mental strength and the being able to separate yourself from an, any emotional content and just focus on the here and now that men are very good at doing, that element of man has been dwindled by society and almost infantized us to the point where where oh, it's almost like we're easier to control. I don't think there's a higher power that's contributed to that. I think that just the way that technology, technological advancements and the way that society has gone with the political involvement as well and the woke bullshit has destroyed the traditional man. It is very disappointing because by design, as a man, you are actually designed to be the stronger one in a male-female heterosexual relationship. You're designed to be the strong one. You're designed to be the one who goes out and hunts. Like if we take away modern society, you're designed to be the one who is the stronger of the two, to go and get the food, as in hunt some fucking big-ass animal, yep. bring it back, do the laborious fucking it's what we're manual labour tasks, it's what we're right? For. And the females are designed to be more emotional and raise children, bear children, do all that sort of stuff. And do you know what? In a functioning relationship, it's almost like the yin and the yang thing. I was just going to say that. Females yeah. make up for what we lack in. Yeah. And in a good relationship, which I have a good one now, and the things that I'm not good at, she's good at. So we make up for each – so we complement each other as Josh eats fucking pita Josh bread. has raided my pantry. Josh has gone for a piece and come back with pita bread. How did that happen? <laughs> it's got the munchies. Fuck you. Where's mine? Anyway, that's that's by design how we are. I agree there is a fucking sliding scale of where people sit on how masculine or how feminine they are. So yeah. as a male – you can be more feminine. Cool. And that is perfectly okay. Whatever. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You can be that way. But I just I just think I just think fucking society has muddied the waters on that so bad that people are confused. Do you know what? I'm I'm very happy to be a male and to be masculine and to enjoy male pursuits. Absolutely. Air quotes, right? And because it, it makes me makes me feel good, and it makes me not confused about who I am and Absolutely. my identity. Your biological identity as a male, and honestly, if you want to fuck with your bits and cut yourself and whatever the fuck you want to do and change your hormones, that is up to you. And more power to you if it makes you feel better. My opinion is that as a male. Finding your grassroots and finding who you actually are, not trying to identify as something that you want to be, but discovering yourself and your identity in your ancestral fucking deep down in the gut, the heart of who you are, is that in itself comes with the same territory as what hunting does. And the whole make hunting great again I'm associating that with that whole manliness uh, and I don't mean that in the sense of the bullshit term that it's applied today. I mean in the sense of being who you are biological, biologically fucking born to be 
in all of your essence in relation to what the wild is. Go go back to uh, two, three hundred years, right? It was much less confusing. Oh, it was fucking easy back then because we what we've done as humans is we've built a fucking padded cell around ourselves. We've pandered to minorities way too much. We have, and, we've and given what we've way done too much airtime is we've created this padded cell that we live in, where if you took that society and you eliminated that padded cell, most of the population would be fucked. They would be torn apart and dwindled down to nothing, in a greater sense of the terms, and. People don't realise that they are actually living in a bubble. And I always get a little bit of a fucking giggle when all these people that are pro, they say they're pro-animal when really got no fucking idea what they're talking about and they talk about things of nature and saving the animals and how humans are destroying everything. But they live in a technological bubble that's insulated them from what the wild actually is, which is ferocity, aggression and violence. And that is... And I say the word violence not in the way of going and killing something just for the fucking fun of killing it, but because it's survival of the fittest killer be killed in what nature is. It's brutal. It is brutal. And that is what man is because man uses everything that is inside of him that's associated with those things to or did in the past to protect his family, Mm. to go out and hunt and gather, to build something that – was greater than was an animalistic instinct within him initially was a great idea. But I think that what we've done is just built this world where we have to go out to find the things that test that part of us instead of it being an element of our daily life. We need to go seek the things that bring out that part of that natural instinct of manliness. It's it's not like even in the – it's. Yeah, it's like it's, testing it's, ourselves. It's possible to be born a male in this day and age and live in an echo chamber and never experience anything that is like a primal male a primal challenge. Thing. Like go, like everyone who's listening to this, go fucking test yourself on a primal challenge, which is something that scares the living fuck out of you. Something that is a huge endurance thing associated with nature. Go out and test yourself. Have the adrenaline dump. Have the hormones pump through you. See how you feel and what it is that you feel like doing. If you feel like going and sitting down and watching TV, then you haven't done it correctly. Because we've we are sitting in this fucking environment that we're not built for, and that I think is a huge contribution to the male health epidemic, the mental health epidemic that we're in at the moment, where men can't find anything that they identify with that brings out the aggression and the anger in, the, in a healthy way, in a way that is out an outlet. Like, and I'm not, I'm out, not, no, an outlet. An yeah. outlet. And an outlet is the right word. I don't mean go and beat the shit out of someone aggression. I mean go and fucking cut wood. It, is, it has been proven scientifically that if a man, an 80-year-old man goes and cuts wood, he has his testosterone spikes to that of a 30-year-old and going and jogging does not do that. It is It is. Can't flex cardio. Fuck, you can't. You just – I don't know. I'm very passionate about this, but I think the whole yeah, – because I don't think we should be, like, ashamed of who we are, and that's what fucking society and the media tries to do. Like, oh, you're a white male, therefore you're toxic and you're going to, by nature, and that's, that's, harm that's people. That like, modern, fuck off. And that's that Like, there's nothing bullshit. actually wrong with being proud of who you are. No, that's not. And I think that – and the problem that – that everyone's facing is there's a fine line between 
doing the work to find out who you are and what your because we we have two different minds in us in the way that our body functions. We have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And having the ability to align the two is very difficult if you're coming from a conscious perspective. That's that whole meditation thing. And it's depending on who you speak to, what avenues you go down, there's a bunch of different ways that you can go about and different opinions. But ultimately, if those two aren't in sync, you have this feeling of not being fulfilled. You don't know what your purpose is. Purpose is another element that is massively a massive contributor to that. But I I think we're we're not talking about – being misogynistic here, we're talking Absolutely about not. just understanding yourself. Yes, understand- and you can you cannot want to be something and try to be that something if that something does not align with your values as a person and who you are in your core. And there is a great deal of different things that people would call that with your your aura or your your chi or whatever the fuck it is self that your your being centered and that sort of stuff. Ultimately. What you can do is sit down in a room with no other distraction and just think about things and develop your own opinions, not anything that's influenced by any other social media or anything else that you have. Try to understand what works for you and what you agree with and that will ebb and flow and change throughout your life so you need to keep doing it. And once you've got that understanding of who you actually are, not a conscious effort of what you want to be, who you actually are, then you will find peace in that. I don't think you need to do that in your land room. I think you need to go and fucking maybe find a patch of God's green earth and sit in it. Absolutely. Again, no, it's, it's fucking true. Fuckers. It is true. It is, again, in the elements. Not the human brain room, changes mate. the way that it operates when it's in nature to when it's in a synthetic environment. Yeah, don't make these decisions sitting in your bedroom. Mm. Fucking on a computer. I'd be doing it on a but fucking I think- mountain. I really think it, it boils down to there are not many people in this world that have experienced adversity. And in adversity, you build character, understanding, and what you truly are. Yeah, you're tested. And what you want. You're, I think in adversity, um, you're tested in what your values are. And that adversity. In my experience, um, nature is a motherless fucking bitch. So you want yeah. adversity, you just go fucking but, right out. So as I deep think that's the most genuine nature. slash primal mm. form of adversity. People don't experience Look, adversity, adversity, so they seek it not, out or they make it up in their fucking that, that's, living room. Yeah, you're true. That's So this is the problem here. Like we've evolved so much as a society, so we don't actually – we're not all exposed to the elements. You mm. can be born in a hospital and then go live your life in a high-rise fucking building in Tokyo and never experience nature. And, and that's that's true. That's why I say go that's out fucking tragic. nature. That's what that is. Um and experience in the deepest part of nature you can find. Not everyone – there's some people that have never been camping, never been fishing, never been hunting, never spent more than two – never gone on a hike in their life. Yeah. So yeah, we can't yeah. we can't sit here and preach people like nature will solve no, the but, problems. No, or, but just because you haven't done it doesn't mean that the opportunity is not there. And if it's not, put yourself in the opportunity to do it. Uh, that's not that, that difficult. Um. I just think, and you, you, you're right. Don't conjure up adversity 
in your living room. Like you being offended at something it. is not adversity. No, no, you're a it's fucking not. moron. Not Move paying on. your bills on time's not adversity. You know, you want true adversity. Okay. If you want to break it right down to the basic elements, uh, be cold when it's fucking freezing, and be starving when you haven't eaten for a fucking few days. You know, and you're out in those elements that are are just smashing you. And then you've got the animals and the mosquitoes and the bugs that just don't give a fuck about your feelings and they're still fucking, like, hounding you. Um, there is actually, you know, like, something beautiful about removing all the technology and just surviving with, like, base instincts in the wild. As an I think, ex- it, as I an think it's because there's nothing that is consistent, that is consistently shit. <laughs> like, uh, it, it is Because nature's brutal, man. We, we've spoken about that many times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, cool, you get a sunny day and, you know, it's nice, but then three hours later it's fucking horrendous, you know. Um, and experiencing that, up and de- experiencing that up and down is vital, and it's vital to – to your mindset and to finding out who you are as a person. Um, anyway, I just hijacked Ryan's fucking shit while he's oh, that's right. I mean, I think he's done anyway. Yeah, pretty much. I do. All right, well, let's move on quickly. ND! 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 Negligent discharge. All right, my foes. That's you. What do you say? It's a piece of wisdom and also an ND this week that happened to me, so I'm going away to deer camp this weekend. Whoops! Yeah, boy. Um, so I thought I would quickly go down to my local range to check zero. Oh, oh this is great. This pissed me I'm off. I'm worried because this is an ND. What's, it, what's happened? Bro, it pissed me off because it was so simple, yet it just fucked me for like a good fucking hour. Anyway, I get behind the gun. Shoot a fucking group just to check zero. Fucking sick-ass group. I'm like, yeah, shit, yeah. Anyway, because of the scarcity of ammunition at the moment, I couldn't buy any ammo that I usually buy, so I had to change it up. So I was like, oh, and I've still got a little bit of the old stuff that I'm using, and I've been too lazy to reload, so, (laughs) yeah, joke's on me. Anyway, I thought I'd see where this new stuff is is hitting. Anyway, I, I shoot my first group and I'm like, fuck, that's not that great. Shit, this ammunition must be crap. A little, ah, fuck it. I'll just use it for a bit of practice and see what I can get. So I kept putting a few few groups down range and wasn't getting any tighter and it was slowly starting to creep out. And I was like, oh, my barrel's heating up, oh, I'm getting a bit fatigued and you're a shit used, shot. Used, yeah, I, was, oh, I haven't fucking shot for a while. I'm just a shit shot. <laughs> so I was like, fuck, all right, whatever. And so I gave up on this this new ammunition and I went back to my OSA uh, 168 grain Sierras and shot. And it was a good group, but it wasn't as tight as normal. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> What's going on? But I was running out of time, so I had to be somewhere. I had an appointment uh, later on in the day, so I was like, fuck, I'll start packing up now and I won't be rushed. And 
Anyway, so I started packing up. I packed everything up except putting the gun in the bag. I picked up the gun and I have just grabbed the scope. And then next minute I feel this wobble. Wiggle, wiggle. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like wiggling the scope and I'm like, fuck, what is loose? Because uh, it wasn't the rings. It was the bases. The bases were fucking loose. So you were shooting shit groups oh. and you didn't check your scope. Man, like I honestly actually thought it was just me. I was like, oh, I'm just getting fatigued and just, yeah. And no, no, <laughs> the scope was loose. And naturally because I had just gone out to check zero, I didn't take any tools with me. So I borrowed some tools off of one of the guys at the range and I've, I've like taken my scope off, nipped my bases up. So I've got a Picatinny rail, two-piece Picatinny rail um, uh, as bases. Nipped them up, put the scope back on and gone, yeah, fuck, I've really got to see where this is hitting. Thank God I did because it was hitting eight inches high <laughs> after I remounted <laughs> it. And because I have a Night Force NXA, it's clutch system. So I'm like, fuck, I now have to disengage the clutch to re-zero it to, to fucking Was that what I called you? Clutch. Did, I, did I call you? Because you said you were fucking around with your scope and I called you yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yep. You sounded very depressed. That Man, makes a lot was, of sense now. At that, at that point in time, I was like, fuck this, I'm just going to give up. <laughs> but... I re like I tightened everything up and re-zeroed it and set the zero stop back on it and um, she shot fucking amazingly. Lovely. I was point three of an inch at a hundred meters and I did not get time to check it at two three <laughs> or any other distance. So I'm hoping it's still the same, but. It was kind of a blessing in disguise because I was, and I think this was because I was, I was, I must have been getting, my mounts must have been getting loose for a, for a length of time, because the last time we went to Victoria we checked zero and I was bang on if you remember because no, you remember. shot a group over my group on the high vis target, and you were like touching. Anyway, your tips touch. <laughs> yeah, they did. Correct. Anyway. <laughs> Then all of a sudden I started to get like just slowly creep a little bit high off centre um, to the point where I was probably – and I was like, oh, it's okay. It's only like an inch, you know, so, high. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just brought it down to a bit of ammunition. And no. Your scope's was, been out wasn't. for how many months? Oh, look, it's been – I think. I don't know. It's been a while. But it was, it was a blessing in disguise because I, I – Obviously, tightened everything up and then re-zeroed it and brought it back right to center. Um, but yeah, I I had didn't I don't have any Loctite on me the, uh, yesterday, so I'm going to have to redo it all with a bit of Loctite. But that's all. This is why I like my one piece mount. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Now, you, sick you, burn. You, I have a one piece mount. Sick you, burn, bro. Your mounts can still get loose, motherfucker. Well, it hasn't fucking moved. Oh, because you've shot like five rounds. <sighs> Five and a half. <laughs> the thing is fucking rock steady. DNZ, Game Reaper. All right. What do we got next week, Caleb? Oh, fucking look at you wrapping us up quickly. Oh, I'm going to wrap us up hard. Cold. Well, we've been going for quite a while. I don't know what we got next week. I'm just wrapping. You're just wrapping. We're done. Oh, We're there fucking is no done. next week. No, there is next week. Well, of course, All there's the next week. 
Nah, we will. Uh, we'll be back next week, ladies we'll, and gentlemen. We'll be back next week. I don't know what I was talking Thanks about. for listening to this long-winded episode. Yes. Now, Ryan's got to go to bed, everyone. I do. I've got a bedtime. I'm Peppa Pig, cunts. For the third <laughs> week in a row, wow. just to piss Caleb off. Wow. <laughs> My son would have heard that. Thank you. Now I feel bad. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you shit, cunt. Yeah, I know what he's calling <laughs> his teacher tomorrow. <laughs> Caleb just said the C word. Peace out, people. Thank you for listening. Now. Catch you later, dude and dudettes. Catch ya. Love you all. Bye. G'day, dude and dudettes. Josh here. Do you find it hard to keep your long, hard barrels free from gun STDs? Maybe you need a clean out of your bore. If this is you, jump on over to highcaliber.com.au and use the promo code SENDITMATE to receive a 10% discount on all your gun cleaning needs. And remember, it's sexy to support Australian made products. Everyone here at Send It Mate uses high calibre and we can promise you that it'll keep your firearms free from those pesky gun STDs.